This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome to your Monday Rush Hour. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC. 800-848-WABC. This is James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early. And, of course, lots of news over the weekend. Lots of news today. Donald Trump has uh, said that, according to liberals, and his enemies, what he said was he wants to get rid of the Constitution. And, of course, he pounced all over that. See, see, Donald Trump wants to get rid of the Constitution. He's dangerous. He's a danger. His, and this was all in response to what happened with Twitter. After the news became clear that Twitter has indeed been the kind of organization that many of us thought it was, suppressing conservatives working for the Democrat Party, especially when it came to suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story. In all caps, one of the things that President Trump tweeted out, former President Trump, was massive and widespread fraud and deception. And claiming there were only two options, he said. Either throw out the 2020 presidential election results and declare him the winner or have a new election. He went a step further. A massive, this is what, this is what the Hill says, he said. Then he went a big step further, writing a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. Again, in all caps, unprecedented fraud requires unprecedented cure. What was he saying? Was he saying he wants to get rid of the United States Constitution? Uh-uh. But that was the way that it was portrayed all weekend long. Well, President Trump has answered that today. Former President Trump on Monday, this is again in the Hill, insisted he does not want to terminate the Constitution. He said the fake news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution. This is simply more disinformation and lies, just like Russia, 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 and all of their other hoaxes and scams. He meant, he says, steps must be taken immediately to right the wrong. And of course, that is what many people want, to right wrongs. Now. It is unquestionable, ladies and gentlemen, of this and every audience in the world, that things did happen, right? We know Twitter, we know that this massive social media organization suppressed information. 
We know that. We know that in the middle of an election, Twitter suppressed the story that could have harmed Joe Biden. Did they do so to influence the election? Well, of course they did. What other reason would they have to do it? And by the way, did they do it with help from the FBI, who had been giving them false flag warnings? Oh, there's going to be a hack. There's going to be story. The FBI, you know, involved in so many things that go wrong in this country, and yet never held accountable. But, indeed, it did happen. The FBI warned, apparently, oh, there's going to be some damaging, a leak, a leak, hacked and leaked. And, of course, that was the pretext, the false pretext that was used by Twitter officials. And even they knew that they were on shaky ground. You can look at the information that Elon Musk has released and see that they were trying to justify what they knew was wrong. So they did. They interfered in a United States election. That is what they did. But they weren't the only ones. Who else interfered in an an election? Facebook is accused of the same thing. Not by the same means, but of interfering in election. By funding get-out-the-vote efforts that they knew would help Democrats. This political assist the Democrats got from social media is a real thing. The legacy media helped them. They didn't cover the story. They presented this all as disinformation, without evidence, I might add. Without evidence. They declared that this Hunter Biden story was false. And it's only now that some of the legacy media companies, which, by the way, Mitch McConnell is trying to give a hand to, according to Breitbart today. Um, right now, looking back with hindsight, you can clearly see that this election was interfered with by the social media giants. It was also interfered with by FTX, the now bankrupt exchange for crypto. It was never a blockchain company, but that's a different story. And Elon Musk today said that FTX may have donated, my friends, get this, upwards of a billion dollars to Democrats. So add it all up. Add up the fact that you've got these social media giants who influence, combined, who have are in billions of people's homes around the world, who interact with billions of people. So number one, you have these social media giants teaming up to work against Republicans. You have this crypto firm, allegedly crypto firm, FTX, Elon Musk says donating a billion dollars to Democrats. You have legacy media companies working in tandem with the social media companies, whether they did it in a conspiratorial matter or whether they were just ideologically lockstep, working in tandem with the social media companies to make sure that Republican candidates and Republicans are tainted in an election. And then, of course, you have whatever problems occurred when people actually went to get out to vote. You had these 
these ballot harvesting programs, which are clearly designed to be nefarious in certain ways. And you have all sorts of what we saw in Arizona, which never seems to be able to get right. Elections that appear to be mismanaged on the ground by election officials. So add all that together, and what do you have? You have a reason to be, if you are a Republican anyway, you have a reason to be very distrustful of the election process in this country. And then what do Democrats say? Oh, you're some weird conspiracy kook. You're an election denier. The only time that they, the biggest election deniers in America are the legacy mainstream media companies who refuse to investigate what's right in front of everybody's faces. Those are the biggest election deniers there because there are problems, folks, with American elections. I did not say, and please don't put it in my mouth, that there was fraud. I said there are problems. There are problems with American elections that need to be fixed. We need to understand and totally fix this issue with these these ballot locations where anybody can just drop off ballots anytime, day or night, with no supervision. By the way, over the weekend, we learned that Elise Stefanik's uh, uh, mail was tampered with. Campaign donations. Add that in the mix of problems in the last election cycle. And where's the accountability? Is it inconceivable to people that if postal workers, some postal workers who are politically charged, or politically hyped up, are willing to go through the mail, the United States mail of a sitting congresswoman and remove from that mail donations intended for her. If, it, if, it's, if that is indeed the case, why wouldn't those people also tamper with ballots if they had a way to do so? If they are politically active and politically motivated to go through the mail and lift donations intended for a sitting congresswoman, why wouldn't those same people tamper with ballots if they had an opportunity to do so? Where is the congressional investigation into any of this? This is serious business. By the way, today James O'Keefe is supposed to be joining us. We're going to talk about trafficking of human beings with James O'Keefe. Folks, the American system, as we are seeing, is compromised. There's no other way to look at it. It is compromised. It has been compromised. Now, you can get mad at President Trump for perhaps being inarticulate, if that's what you want to say he was. You can do all of that you want to. However, the big picture is not what President Trump said. The big picture is what the Democrats And with social media companies, their allies in social media company, their allies in the legacy media has done to this country's election. They have turned America into a third world nation when it comes to running elections. That's what they have done. And that is the big story, not what President Trump said. The big story is that America wants the pillar of elections, properly run elections for the world to see has now become like a third world banana republic when it comes to running its own elections. 
And that is by design, and it is by Democrats and liberals who benefit from it. Otherwise, they would not do it. Those are the facts. And we have a long way to go before we get this fixed. Because, number one, the press is unwilling. The biggest, the biggest election deniers in the United States of America are the legacy media and are their cohorts in social media and their cohorts in the corrupt Democrat Party. Those are the biggest election deniers because they would have you believe that everything is hunky-dory, tickety-boo with elections here, and it is not tickety-boo. It is not okay. What they have done to the American electoral process is a disgrace, and it is in front of all of our eyes to witness, and they don't care. It is up to you, to me. This is one of the reasons why I will support Carrie Lake. I mean, we had, I did had Derek Hunter on the Saturday show, and he was, you know, pretty much casting Carrie Lake as, um, you know, playing the victim. No, Carrie Lake is standing up for what we all need to stand up for, the integrity of American elections. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. We are coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Kenny Loggins on WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. One of his biggest hits, and he's had many over his musical lifetime. Twenty twenty. Twenty to twenty. Or was it something else? I don't know. Um twenty twenty. What do those numbers mean to you, Kev? Get out twenty twenty. Get out of here. That's what they mean. Get out of here. What do those numbers mean to you? I don't know, you tell me. It sounds like a tie. Twenty to twenty. Mathematically speaking, yes. If you, if that was a math question on a test, that is the correct answer to put down. It is that is in fact a, a tie. What if it's a sports question? What does it mean to you then? I don't see how numbers equate to sports. Oh, it means twenty that the and gi- twenty is it's math. Couldn't even pull it off. The the Giants couldn't pull it off against the Washington. I even looked at the score in preparation for the show because I do show prep. I said, okay, Kevin's going to be in here with his blue jersey one more time. I got it. And he's not even wearing it, folks. That'll go to show you. He knew. So he knew. He's not wearing that awful Giants jersey in here today. Just- and so 2020, they couldn't even win against the lowly Washington commandeers or whoever they are. The, 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 what do they call themselves now? The Washington the no skins? The com- yeah, we'll go with that. 
They are kicking. Yeah, they, they couldn't even win against the Washington No-Skins. Well, the No-Skins are above 500, and they are in a playoff spot. They're in the running for the playoffs. So I really don't want to hear anything about lowly. A lowly team is the Indianapolis, in the Indianapolis Colts, where the Cowboys, you know, had open season with a banged-up defense. That that's that's essentially what happens when you have a banged up team. So that, okay, that I is ask a low you this every I ask you this every Monday you should be ready to go over who's where in that dreaded football league. It's not that I care, but we have plenty of people here who still for some reason watch these overpaid athletes. Is it not They're entertaining not anymore? They're, yeah, it is. They're not ah. bending on their knees anymore, are they? These these no. these multimillionaire un- ingrates. No, not that I've seen. No. Okay, so who's where, Kevin? So, so, unfortunately, again, the Philadelphia Eagles came away with another victory. They are eleven and oh. one, still atop of the NFC East. Your Dallas Cowboys, James, are nine and three, nine and three, second in the division. They hold the first wild card spot at number five. The Giants are 7-4 and 1. They currently hold the 6th spot in the wild card, so they are still they have not moved from their place. And Washington is at 7-5 and 1, and they actually are right now they are sitting out of the playoffs, but only because of that tie and Seattle has one more game to play than they do. So Washington is technically a half, not even a half game out, but they are right there in the running for it and their game just got flexed to Sunday night football in 2 weeks because of the playoff implication behind it. So that is currently where the Giants mm-hmm. and the Cowboys stand. With the Jets, they suffered a tough loss in Minnesota, 27-22. They sit third right now in the AFC East. I do believe that they sit in a playoff spot, the last playoff spot, actually, number seven right now. They trail the Buffalo Bills, who again won. They are 9-3. and three. The Miami Dolphins fell. They are now 8-4, and four, so they are second in the division. And the Patriots are at 506-6. Six so still, the Eastern divisions in the AFC and the NFC are very much, very much competitive. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. Every Monday, be ready, because every Monday we have to uh, at least satisfy that very important constituency. Roger, Roger. Now, today, thank you. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting James O'Keefe, by the way. In a few moments and your calls we have some great calls here if you're on hold please stay on hold don't go away we will get your calls so uh today a big case in the supreme court conservative justice signal support for web designer who is opposed to same-sex marriage and I'm, i don't know how many times we have to revisit this whole thing first it was the cakes and the cupcakes and now it's the web designer and it all comes down to the same thing Can you make somebody that has religious views do your bidding if you happen to be a member of the LGBTQ community? Now, I want to be really clear about something. I do not, do not support the idea that gay people should be discriminated against because they are gay. I don't support it. I never have supported it, never will support it. I believe that every human being should be treated with love and respect, period. That said, Deeply held religious views are protected by our Constitution, which has not been terminated and will not be terminated any time in the foreseeable future, despite what Democrats want. And the issues come down. The reason it's at the Supreme Court 
is because this is an important question that legally there could be more than one answer, and so the court has to decide. So if you go into somewhere, like if you were going in and you were going to get something to eat and somebody says, oh, you're gay, I'm not going to serve you because I don't believe, that's garbage. You're, you, you, no, it's not going to happen. But if you're asking somebody to do a personal creative service for you, hey, I like your skill in blah, blah, in the building a website and baking a cake. Now do this, and it has an ideological message behind it, and you don't agree with that message. Should you be compelled to do it? And that is what the court is asking here, or answering, actually. The question's already been asked. And it looks like, according to the reporting in The Hill and in other places today, that the Supreme Court is looking at weighing in at least the conservative members on the side of the web designer on this one. No, I don't have to be compelled to do this. We shall see how the case turns out. Decisions will be probably in the uh, spring term. Okay, now there's another case that comes on Wednesday. And that the Associated Press is calling the most important case on democracy. And that involves elections. The court is set to hear arguments this coming Wednesday in a case from North Carolina where Republican efforts to draw congressional districts heavily in their favor were blocked by a Democrat majority on the state Supreme Court because they say the GOP map violated the state constitution. The question that the judges have to answer is whether the United States Constitution giving state legislators the power to make the rules about the times, places, and manner of congressional elections means that the courts have no business ruling on it. And let me tell you something. If, if, if the, this, folks, could be a, a, this could be one of those cases, landmark. Because if the court rules that the state courts have no business interfering in the work of the legislators, the game changes. Think about Pennsylvania and how the judges there butted in to basically make new election law in a previous election cycle. Three conservative justices have already voiced some support for the idea that the state court had improperly taken powers given by the Constitution when it comes to regulating federal elections. This could be a humdinger. And we shall see how this one, this is an important one. So keep your eyes out for whatever quote-unquote signals we get from the court on Wednesday. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. By the way, one of the biggest things to go on, and we may not have time to discuss this today, this new change that Joe Biden and the Democrats have put on, basically let's get rid of the white people as first in line in New Hampshire and Iowa, Let's toss them out because we think they're too white. That's basically what, the, what they've said. 
These states are too white. So we need to get them out of voting first and let states, let South Carolina go first. There is a lot more to this than meets the eye. And when we have enough time, I'm going to cover that in depth because this could also be a big game changer as we move forward with elections in this country. Meanwhile, let's get to the news and and check in the traffic and all that good stuff. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. James O'Keefe will join us shortly. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's Little Richard's birthday today on WABC Talk Radio, 77 in New York. I'm James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly with you. It is our afternoon rush hour. I saw a little Richard at the Apollo in the audience. He came through, and you should have seen. He came through the audience. I was there. To, I forgot who I was there to see. The audience erupted. One of the pioneers of rock and roll, Little Richard. We are so pleased to have with us another pioneer. This one, a pioneer in investigative journalism. And despite everything that gets thrown at him from. People that don't like being investigated, he still stands. James O'Keefe, founder of Project Veritas. James, how are you this afternoon? Hey, James and James. Good to talk to you. Great to be on. Thank you. James, you have done another investigation. This one deals with a subject that I have sadly been learning more and more about because the more I learn, the more disturbing it is. And that involves labor and sex trafficking with minor children. What have you found, James? Yes, sir, that we did a story involving a whistleblower who works for the uh, Council Inspectors General. She's a federal employee, works for Health and Human Services, and she came forward with documents from the government showing addresses where these children that came from Guatemala and Mexico were put in sponsors' homes Sponsorship programs, for those of you who don't know what that is, the government puts children with sponsors. Uh, these are people, some of whom are, have many children in their apartment. So what the government uh, document showed was that the government knew some of these children were being trafficked, even had their faces and names and addresses of the culprits, and the government was doing nothing to stop it. One of the colleagues of the whistleblower, a woman named Catherine Bond, reportedly told the whistleblower, we don't get sued by the traffickers, implying that they're not going to do anything to stop this. So the whistleblower bravely stepped forward. We sent our journalists to Texas and Florida and recorded these children, one of whom admitted to us that she was being pimped out by her sponsor. So these children, in some cases, are sent to work, and they are in some cases, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong here, they are ordered to work by the cartels that are involved in getting them into this country in the first place. 
and then they are put in the houses of what should be safe sponsors, but they're not. And these children are then sent out to do work, and in some cases, uh, that work could include sexual work. Correct. Yeah, it's usually either uh, forced labor or sex work. And, and uh, to quote Tara Rodas, she's the whistleblower, uh, she said, quote, the tax dollars of people who are listening to my testimony. Your tax dollars are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. Our sponsors are not citizens. They're not permanent residents. They don't have legal presence. Um, we're po- paying to put children in the hands of criminals. Um, and this whistleblower observed this be- activity while she was working with HHS, and she relayed to me on the record. Remember, this woman's still employed by the federal government, so she's very brave. She said they're telling her they're going to send another child to Texas, and um, her colleague said, Tara, I think you need to understand that we only get sued if we keep kids in care too long. We don't get sued by traffickers. Are you clear? We don't get sued by traffickers. So that was the answer of the United States federal government. HHS did not want this information to get out. Um, and uh, it's amazing that we live in a country where our government is is, is con- more concerned about being sued by traffickers than the, than the welfare of these children. And, and uh, uh, we did send this information to the state authorities in Texas and Florida. Um, and there's this one girl who's underage, and she even – you see her face. We blurred her eyes, but you see her admission that she is being uh, whored out by her aunt, sponsor, and, and she's um, admitting this. And it's just horrible to see that what's happening. And in some of these apartments we went to, there were as many as four, five, six older men living with these young girls, and the government is sponsoring it. Would it be fair to say that the government of this government, this administration, is complicit in human and sex trafficking? Is that a fair statement? I think the statement that Tara Rhodes made uh, was that your tax dollars are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. Whether that's complicit or not is up to you, but your money is paying for these children to be brought into the United States and put in the homes of traffickers, it's ripe for abuse and it needs to be reformed if the culture of the of the federal agency, HHS, to say we don't care. That's the problem. The problem is that they see it, right, internally. They, they see that these children are being abused, trafficked, and exploited, and their employees say, eh, we don't get sued, so we don't care. That's a problem. And and uh, and it's perhaps worse than complicit, uh, as far as I'm concerned. This is chilling, and it comes on other. You know, we have been following the images associated with the news story that came out of Balenciaga and some of the other. Uh, there is apparently James an appetite in this world for children that is pure evil. And we see it poking out in some cases from some of these fashion houses and people associated with with that. And in this case, we're seeing this come. And, and it makes you wonder, this story makes me wonder, how many of those undocumented children that entered this country have been lost and have been accounted for by this administration. This deserves a much wider investigation 
James. Something is terribly well, wrong here. Well, I actually spoke with uh, this Catherine Bond from HHS. She actually spoke to me on the phone on the record, which is shocking because usually they hang up the phone and run away. And I think that I actually think this one is one of those issues where we get the left and the right to agree this is wrong. Whether regardless of what you think about immigration, if the government knows, if your government, if your federal agencies know that a child is being trafficked and they have that information and they're not doing anything with it and they're saying we don't care, that that's a huge problem. I don't know what ca- causes that, but that that's the sort of thing that needs to be exposed. This woman, Tara Rodas, is her name. She's currently working at the Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency. Um, there's been two videos released, one in Texas, one in Florida. And uh, hopefully the authorities, the state attorney general does something. The FBI should do something. This is under their jurisdiction, but they tend to uh, focus on raiding mothers and priests and, and journalists these days. James O'Keefe, how can people support the work that you do at Project Veritas? We're a nonprofit organization. We're a nonprofit tax-deductible investigative journals organization. So please donate to us so we can pay our journalists to go keep doing this. It's projectveritas.com. You can put your credit card in there and donate to us today to support the work we're doing. James O'Keefe, my hero. Thank you for continuing the good fight, James, bringing truth to the American people. Thank you so much, James. We'll talk with you soon, I hope. Thank you. Very soon. Thank you. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, coming back. Your call is coming up right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. From the Supernatural album, Carlos Santana brings us back. Kevin, there's some breaking news that you just brought to my attention. Tell the audience, please. Well, attorney Michael Avenatti, breaking news coming in. He was just sentenced to 14 years in prison for embezzling millions of dollars from four of his clients and obstruction. That's just coming in here now. 14 years. If you don't know who Michael Avenatti is, he was the attorney for Stormy Daniels when she had the uh, little scuffle with uh, former President Donald Trump. But he has just been sentenced to 14 years in prison. Yeah, and he was also a very uh, prominent guest on CNN back in the day. In fact, there was talk about him running. He was a Trump hater against running uh, against he might be a great candidate. That's what they were all saying way back when. 14 years, huh? 14 years, and he's also uh, ordered to pay at least 5 to $7 million in restitution for the clients that he uh, took money from. Keep it right here on WABC. Remember Cats at Night coming up next. After this show, there'll be more details as this story continues to emerge. Uh, this afternoon, let's head to our busy telephones. We'll start with Bernie in Staten Island. Bernie, how are you? Uh, very good, James. Thank you very much. When, Pat, uh, when Pence, as vice president, was supposed to add up the certified votes, and it came to declaring Biden the president. Pence didn't do his duty. His duty was to America. The America five states wrote to Pence. They wrote to him that they would. They fear they made a mistake. 
in certifying the votes. They voted. They wanted the certified votes returned okay, Bernie, to them for ten days, so they would they, they would assess these certified votes, and they would get back to Pence. And Pence didn't do it. He simply named Biden the president. He didn't listen to the states. He didn't do his duty. Burnt me. I heard you out. Please listen. Mike, Spen- Mike Pence is an honorable man. Mike Spence did what he thought his constitutional duty required him to do. Now, I know that there are going to be people that this bake this until the end of America, which we hope never ends, but, you know. Um, and let's talk about one thing, though. I'm not interested in litigating the election of 2020 all over again and Mike Pence. I think you guys know I love Donald Trump. You know I love President Trump. You know if he runs again, you know I'm down with it. I would love nothing more. And do I think that we have had problems with our elections? You heard my monologue. America's elections are in drastic need of reform. But let's not do this. Let's not continue to beat up on people that have served this country And we have a difference of opinion. Many people do. Many people have a disagreement with Mike Pence on this. But Mike Pence has proven himself, and please keep this in mind. Up until, what what did Mike Pence do with Donald Trump? There was never a scandal with him. He's never been one of these backstabbers to go and try to undermine President Trump. Some would say, until then. And I know that there are going to be differences of opinion here, but I don't want to disparage and use these airwaves to disparage Mike Pence. Mike Pence has always been an honorable man, and I continue to think very highly of him. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't differences of opinion that we all have, or some of us have, or a few of us have with Mike Pence. But Mike Pence has always been nothing but an honorable human being. And And I'm going to say it. And say it loud, because that's what I honestly believe about Mike Pence. Let us go to Christine in Manhattan. Christine, how are you? Hi, Bo. Thank you very much for this chance. I have two things to say. One is that they're criticizing Trump now and trying to bump him for some criticism, which was appropriate, actually. He mentioned the Constitution. They need an amendment to the Constitution right at the top that says, America first. The second thing I would like to say is that I heard something that I'm a registered nurse, and this alarms me very much. I heard that Holland, the country of Holland, is now getting rid of their uh, animals that create methane, which is their dairy products. And they're one of the biggest food producers on the planet. Well, we covered the story of some of the the, the, uh, farms in the EU. Go ahead, quickly. The point is over here, Biden came out. And basically, a few days ago, I made a mental note of it. He wants to uh, get rid of methane here. So there goes our cows and our beef. They haven't taken that step here yet, but we are all looking at the EU to say, yep, if it can happen there, there will be a day when they try to do it here. And it is is happening there as we speak. They have 3,000 farms they're asking to close down so that they can meet climate goals. Thank you. Thank this you, Christine. Also planned here. We shall see. Thank you much. Let us go to Donna in Connecticut. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. 
Snurley here on WABC, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Hi, good afternoon, Bo. I am a humble devotee of yours. And um, I just wanted to make a couple of um, comments about the, um, what you were saying about uh, the U.S. becoming like these third world banana republic uh, as far as the voting goes. And I think it's really disgusting that there are uh, rogue uh, individuals uh, in the federal government that have just had like um, a blank check to go around and do this. Um, As far as President Trump and the election, I feel that um, if there is any um, fraud um, or improprieties uh, in the election, they should have been looked at. Everyone, well, not everyone, but different um, hosts, news hosts on uh, many shows were either for looking at it or just getting rid of it like they didn't want to know nothing like the hell with trump you know he's going to claim this he's going to claim that this is a lot of the attitude and it's an attitude that not only members of the democrats have which is to ignore everything trump does and try to be dismissive but members of some people in the republican party do and i don't agree with that obviously because one of the things that we see Folks, if you open your eyes, all you have to look, as I said in the the opening monologue, Twitter's not alone. Facebook, look at what FTX did. Look at what the mainstream media has suppressed. This is a serious thing, what they are doing with news and with the suppression of news in order to swing elections. Time's up already. Drat. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. It's Monday. We'll be back for our Rush Hour program tomorrow, Tuesday at 4 o'clock. May God bless and protect each one of you and your families. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.